We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is eight minutes past 10 on a Sunday night, and I'm just telling you, if you are inside, snuggle up because it's snowing sideways outside. Walking uh, back from the Target Center tonight, Outside, as the Big Ten women's basketball final tournament action, the big championship game tonight. Once again, Iowa Hawkeyes beating Ohio State 105 to, I don't remember the list. 72 was the final. 72. And by the way, I didn't even get to the numbers earlier with the two players that you talked about before we get to our guests who will have much more on this. Yes. Um, Caitlin Clark, the star for Iowa, had a triple-double, a 30-point triple-double, 30 points, 10 rebounds, 17 assists. And Monica Zanano, the uh, power forward, the, the center for uh, the Hawkeyes, she had 26 points and seven boards. So big night for those two stars of Iowa and a big night for the Hawkeyes. They repeat as Big Ten women's basketball champs. And we were happy to have them here at Target Center as it's the first time ever that the Big Ten has had their women's championship tournament here in Minnesota. And we are happy to have with us on our John Schuster Cobalt Banker hotline, Matthew Munir, Muner, I'm not, Matt. I've been practicing it, Matt. I've been practicing it. I have it written down phonetically, Munir, but you say it for me one time. Yeah. Good evening, Susie. It's close enough. It's Munir, but Munir. Uh, I can do it. Munir. <laughs> so it's nice to see you. We watched the game. We were in the same spot at Target Center. It was a wonderful crowd. Let's talk about the crowd first of all and the success it means in terms of the Big Ten being happy with Minneapolis. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Susie. So we're thrilled and just really appreciative of all the fans that came out to uh, watch an amazing tournament over the last five days. Really a record-breaking tournament on several fronts. So not only tonight's championship game set an all-time uh, tournament record, 9,505 fans came out to watch the Hawkeyes uh, clinch the championship there second in a row, which was extremely exciting. But in addition, we just found out tonight from our friends at the Big Ten Conference, their media folks shared with us, not only did we set the single-day attendance record, we sent the total attendance record over five days we had uh, 47,923 fans come to watch the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament for the first time ever here in Minneapolis. And, you know, for a first-time host city, 
Uh, you never know exactly what the uh, turnout will be, and we continue to uh, press upon our friends at the Big Ten Conference that this market shows out and shows up for women's championships of events, specifically uh, women's basketball events. And they said, okay, sure, yeah, we believe you, yeah, okay. And I think the results speak for themselves. So we couldn't be more excited and appreciative uh, of the results here tonight. That's fantastic. And again, Matt is with the Minnesota Sports and Entertainment. It is an organization. Give us a little bit of background on who you are as the organization and what your job is in terms of um, bringing sports to the Twin Cities. Yeah, thanks. And so Minnesota Sports and Events, we uh, launched a couple years ago. Um, We are the Regional Sports Commission representing Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Bloomington. And our focus is really simple. Our mission is to try to uh, attract and secure and host world-class sporting events that drive impact for our community, specifically in our economy, our reputation, and our social impact. So events like the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament drive that economic impact. It helps bring people back to downtown Minneapolis um, and generate a lot of positive media exposure. It drives business to our hospitality community that is still recovering from, you know, the results over the last few years, everything that we've gone through as a community. So when we talk about, you know, 47,000 fans over five days in March, it's a huge impact. It really supports jobs at the hotels and the restaurants and the bars and everyone around here. We know Mall of America had a number of visitors go down there as well. So we're really proud of what we can do for our community through the power of sports and these big events that we bring to Minnesota. I know that the organization is asking the legislature for funding to have a more permanent funding source um, how important is that, and, and how is it now that you're funded? Yeah, thanks for asking. So it's really critical. I mean, right now, competition is more fierce than ever. Communities are still crawling out of COVID and the results from uh, the last few years. So uh, they're seeing the benefit that these events can do and deliver for the you know a community. And so... Uh, as event organizers bid out these events to multiple cities and we compete year round with places like Indianapolis, Detroit, Dallas, Atlanta, uh, Kansas city, other markets. Um, and event organizers want to know how are you going to pay for these expenses, which by the way, the costs that we need to cover are primarily local expenses. So, Uh, We need to help provide uh, funding to offset venue expenses, city-related expenses, public safety, security, permitting, transportation. And so what we're looking to do is establish uh, a permanent funding source so we can quite honestly compete uh, with other markets that already have these uh, funding sources and mechanisms in place. So I'll give you an example. When we're bidding on an, uh, an event like a Big Ten women's basketball tournament or men's or women's Final Four. Other markets, when they submit their bid to the client, um, they have a guarantee that, yes, we will be able to provide on all of these commitments. The way we've been doing it here in Minnesota is really unique. We don't have an existing funding model in place, and so we've had to rely on our great corporate community and our corporate partners who are fantastic 
But coming out of COVID, it's just not realistic to go back to the same well over and over again. And so when we submit our bid, we're, you know, making promises that, yes, we will figure it out somehow, some way with the corporate community, and that's no longer good enough. And so we're kind of at a crossroads, quite honestly, if we want to see these events continue to come to Minnesota to highlight all the good that there is here to live, work, and play, uh, we need to figure out this funding solution um, in order to do that. And are you hopeful that the Minnesota legislature, with uh, however many billion dollars in a surplus, uh, <laughs> will, will be able to find the funding for you? Yeah, we think so. I mean, it's it's a public-private partnership, right? Like, corporate funding will always be there to support what we're doing. Uh, we're not asking for the public funding to cover everything, but it needs to invest because the ROI for a lot of these events, you know, is a 10 to 1, 15 to 1, sometimes a 21 um, return on investment. And so we've heard a lot of positive support um, at the Capitol with public officials who recognize uh, the work that we're doing to support our community to uh, change the reputation of Minnesota, specifically Minneapolis and St. Paul, coming out of the last few years. So we think there's a lot of support and momentum, especially coming off the success uh, from this Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament. Um, and we, we are very hopeful that we'll find a solution um, to help us move forward with continuing to bring these mega events uh, to our state on a more regular basis. We're talking to Matthew Munier. He is with Minnesota Sports and Events, and we're talking about the Big Ten Tournament and the other events coming to Minnesota in the years to come. We've got some big ones, Special Olympics in 2026, to name just one. Jonathan, our producer, Matthew, has a question for you. Jonathan, go ahead. Thank you, Susie and Matt, for indulging me. Um, now, this is you are the same group that helped secure the Final Four, Women's Final Four, that came here last April, correct? Yes. Okay, yep. so did you? Uh, what experience did you draw from in that experience last year to help you run this event this year, uh, run everything for the Big Ten, and make it such a successful weekend? Yeah, that's a great question. So that event, honestly, Jonathan, was – a huge reason why we were selected to host the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament because back in March and April of 2022, we were still in a competitive bid process with multiple cities uh, to host this Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament. And so what we did, we took advantage, quite honestly, of the opportunity um, to host the NCAA Women's Final Four in Minnesota. And we invited our friends from the Big Ten Conference to, hey, come check it out. See what we can do. Let our work speak for itself because we know our community is going to rally. And I think that gave the Big Ten a, a real strong level of confidence uh, to award us not only the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament in 2023, but next year in 24, we've got the women returning, followed by the men's basketball tournament in the Big Ten. So <laughs> if we thought we didn't get much sleep this year, wait till next year when we have back-to-back weeks um, <laughs> with, you know, 13 games one week, 13 games the other week. So 26 games of college basketball over two weeks at Target Center. And, uh, and I'll give you one other example real quick. Uh, one of the ideas that the Big Ten saw when they were here for the women's Final Four was the red carpet arrivals. And so on championship day, the teams 
get dropped off in front of Target Center, and we have a red carpet waiting for them. We have their team band waiting for them to play their pep song, and it's lined with fans. It's free, open to the public. Uh, Big Ten saw that last year at the NCAA Women's Final Four and basically said, we got to do something like that for our great fans in the Big Ten Conference. And so today, rather than a red carpet, Big Ten, we, their colors are blue. So we did a blue carpet arrival, and we had fans from Iowa and Ohio State lined up at, well, I think it was like 9.30, almost 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, in, waiting for hours just to get a front row spot of their favorite players. And the teams weren't arriving until 2 and 2.30 today. And so it was ideas like that which really demonstrated to the Big Ten Conference just how much this market can really make some cool memories uh, for women's basketball fans. Well, we mentioned, Matt, you you talked about next year with both Big Ten teams playing, and I mentioned Special Olympics in 2026, and I remember when that was announced, the governor was involved in that. So it goes without saying that you would think that this should be a priority for lawmakers this year because, as you said, you can't keep going to the well over and over that people are eventually going to go, you know, we just can't do it every all the time. Yep, exactly. And so it's really just educating people on what we're talking about and what we want to deliver to the community. I mean, Special Olympics is a great example. We need an inclusion revolution, um, and we feel like Minnesota is a community that really embraces and supports Special Olympic athletes. And what that means um, in our everyday life and supporting people with special needs and, and abilities. So, uh, but certainly there are another, uh, there are a number of opportunities that we are chasing down. Currently we are a finalist city for uh, the Olympic team trials for gymnastics. So think SUNY Lee, potentially Simone Biles competing for wow. the right to go that to the Olympic Games. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is a huge gymnastics market, and, and, and believe me, Susie, we are pushing hard to try to bring that home to Minnesota for the first time ever. Um, another event we're looking at is the World Juniors Hockey Championships. Uh, for anyone who's a hockey fan, they know the prestige that goes with that tournament. It's a 10-team international hockey tournament, so think Team USA, Team Canada, Switzerland, Russia, et cetera. Oh, that'd be uh, fun. Competing. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. And that would highlight, I mean, what better place to hold an international hockey tournament than right here in the state of hockey, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we've got. But it's a, a lot of work uh, for you guys. Yeah. You know, in all fairness, <laughs> I will tell you in the audience that I'm very good friends with Wendy Blackshaw, who is on the team on the Minnesota Sports and Events mm-hmm. crew. And it is hours and hours. I mean, you guys really put in the time to get to make this all happen. Yeah, absolutely. Wendy's a great leader, and just want to give a shout out to the rest of our Minnesota Sports and Events team, uh, co-executive director Andrea Graham of this tournament. They did an amazing job. I mean, we're a small but mighty team, and we're really motivated and driven by our passion for this community, quite honestly. And so it means a lot of long hours. I mean, like I mentioned, this tournament, there's 13 games played over five days and 14 teams in town. So imagine all the logistics, coordinating, transportation for all the teams to and from Target Center and their practice sites, et cetera. And, but we love it. We've got a really strong and talented team, and uh, we hope to continue to grill, uh, grow and build that team 
to try to bring more events to this community because we've got great facilities. We've got great people, a lot of great things in this market, airport, hospitality, Mall of America. And so really it, it honestly comes down to funding. We don't, a lot of these folks we talk to about bringing their events here are already sold on everything else. If we can just figure out this funding piece, sky's the limit for Minnesota. Awesome. Listen, have a great night. Good to talk to you. Good to see you earlier tonight and uh, look forward to next year. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Susie. Appreciate it. All right. Take it easy. That's uh, Matthew Munier with us on News Talk 830 WCCO. The organization is called Minnesota Sports and Events. If you are a sports fan and you want to support this, you can call your lawmaker, your legislator, and say, hey, make sure there's money in the budget for this permanent funding for this very valuable team that gets these awesome events to the state of Minnesota. It is 1025 on News Talk 830 WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is 1027 on a Sunday night. It is snowing. We are under a winter weather advisory until tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We're going to talk a little bit more about the snow on the other side, uh, the last half hour of the program, but we were talking about basketball and women's sports and tournaments and things happening around the United States and here in Minnesota. And Jonathan Lowe has been kind of tracking things for us, letting us know what we're seeing out there in the, the women's University of Minnesota women's hockey program, uh, having yeah. some victories. This is a fantastic time of year for me. <laughs> because there, okay. there, there are times a year when everything sort of comes together, especially with college sports, because in the fall you have football, you have volleyball, you have uh, soccer, you yeah. have all you know these different sports, and they usually come together in December and into January, a little into January, but really December is the month where a lot of those championships are. Okay. This is coming up on 
the spring champ. I'm sorry, the uh, the winter championships. Okay. So basketball, hockey, wrestling, the the wrestling championship, the Big Ten championships. Oh were yeah, today. I saw that. Yes, um, Minnesota and Wisconsin. They finished sixth and eighth in those. So just wanted to go through a couple things real quick about local and and regional teams and what they're doing as far as uh, where they're being placed. All right. Right, right now. The Division Two men's basketball selection show is happening. Okay, uh, we're hopefully going to get some uh, some ideas of which teams from the Northern Sun, like your Minnesota Mankato State Mankatos, your Minnesota Duluths, <laughs> your um, uh, Moorheads, your St. Cloud States, where they're going to be okay. in the bracket. The women's uh, tournament for Division Two has been announced; it is ready to go. Okay, so this is your region for next weekend. Minnesota Duluth is your number one seed in the North Central region, so they will be hosting up in Duluth. Uh, they're going to take on Southern Nazarene. I believe the date for that is Thursday. Okay. Um, but they'll they'll be playing uh, that team, Minnesota State, out of Mankato. They're the number five seed in the region. They're going to play Central Missouri. Um, that's a place where I know Warrensburg, Missouri. I know that place. Um, and then Augustana out of uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, they are – the sixth seed, they'll be playing against Missouri Southern State. So, again, three schools from the Missouri, I'm sorry, from the Northern Southern Conference in the Division II women's tournament uh, Augustana, Minnesota State, and Minnesota Duluth, who is the top seed and will be hosting. And in, this is women's hockey. This is women's basketball. 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 Okay. Uh, Division three women's basketball. Uh, the Mayak had one team that got into the tournament. Uh, I believe they are done now as I'm looking through the bracket. Okay. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, the team from the Mayak was eliminated. Uh, so we do have a, a Gustavus. That was the team from the Mayak. Gustavus was eliminated by Wisconsin Whitewater from just across the river. So Wisconsin Whitewater is still in the women's Division Three basketball tournament. In the Division Three men's basketball tournament, there are two Wisconsin teams, Wisconsin Whitewater and Wisconsin Oshkosh, mm. that made it through to the regional semifinals next weekend. And then you get to hockey where you have the – NCAA Division One Championship, the Division Three Championship, those brackets are set. Okay. The Division Three uh, Championship, two teams from the area, from the region, Gustavus in women's hockey, Division Three, they will take on Wisconsin River Falls. Next uh, looks like the eighth, so that will be t- uh, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Gustavus will take on Wisconsin River Falls. In the second round, it'll be the quarter, technically the quarterfinals of Division Three. Division One, Minnesota has made the tournament. They are the number two overall seed in the nation. They will take on the winner of Clarkson and Minnesota Duluth. So it could be another Bulldog Gopher matchup wow. in the quarterfinals. So Minnesota Duluth will play on Thursday against Clarkson. The winner will take on the Gophers. Next, this coming Saturday afternoon, uh, Wisconsin also made the field. They will take on Long Island out of Brooklyn, Long Island, Long Island University out of Brooklyn, New York. The winner of that matchup will take on Colgate, who is the third overall seed. Top overall seed in the women's Division One tournament is Ohio State, who Minnesota beat yesterday okay. in the conference final, the conference tournament final. So you could see an Ohio State-Minnesota rematch in the national championship faceoff. 
and that could be some bla- bad blood uh, between those two. <laughs> and the uh, championship this year, I believe, is in Duluth. Okay. Uh, trying to trying to get a look at the uh, trying to get a look at yes, the okay. Amsoil Arena in Duluth will host the women's Frozen Four coming up uh, March seventeenth and March nineteenth. So in Man. a couple weeks, you go up to Duluth, you'll see some some good women's hockey. Unbelievable! That is a mu- you have shared quite a lot of information with us. It, that's the thing. That's the thing about this area that people don't realize. Mm. It's not just the Gophers. It's not just Minnesota State. It's not just St. Cloud State. It's not just Duluth or Bemidji or Moorhead. You have so many teams in Division Two and Division Three that need to be talked about. That it's it's just great. And by the way, the Gopher men's basketball team they lost tonight to Wisconsin. Uh, seventy-one sixty-seven. They will be the, unfortunately, the lowest seed in next weekend's men's tournament that takes place in Chicago. They will be taking on Nebraska, who finished as the eleventh seed. So Minnesota's a fourteen seed. They'll be taking on Nebraska on Wednesday night. And that's the Big Ten men's tournament. Yes. Okay, very which good. will be here next year, but this year is in Chicago. And the Wild beat Calgary. That was last night. That was late. The Wild beat Calgary last night. Late Saturday night matchup. The Timberwolves won last night late in Sacramento over the Kings. So two big wins this weekend for the big pro sports teams as they continue on. And there's going to be some time that they'll have away because the boys' hockey tournament is next week over at the X. Oh, yeah. So the Wild will have to continue their road trip. They may get one home match in, but they'll have to continue most of that next week out out of town. Mm -hmm. And then um, we're going to start up the – Boys and girls basketball state championships. Uh, the girls start next weekend. The boys start the weekend after. Oh, my goodness. So the Timberwolves will be away from Target Center for a little bit. Again, they might sneak in a home mat- home game early in those weeks, but otherwise <laughs> they're probably going to be busy on the road. And then um, the Timberwolves play tomorrow night, though? I believe they do. Uh, you'll have to give me a second on that one. I think I saw up. it on the sheet. So we'll get that information. We'll take a little break right now. And when we come back, we'll tell you more about oh, the snow. Wait. Oh, you have it right now? Yes, I do. Uh, so the Timberwolves will be back in action. They will be here tomorrow. So they're they're coming back home to take on the Philadelphia 76ers. It's a big matchup. Joel Embiid, James Harden uh, coming here to Target Center pregame at 6 Tip 640 tomorrow night. Oh, You'll earlier hear that game. A little yeah. earlier game here on WCCO. And again, if you are planning to go to the game, just be careful on the roadways because even though the snow should be gone, could be some areas of melting and refreeze and all mm. of that. So just be careful on the roadways if you're traveling tomorrow night. Very good. And on that weather note, we're going to break, do a few commercials, and then we'll talk more about this weather we have coming our way. It is 1041 as we near the top of the hour here on this Sunday night. Happy to have have you along as we've spent a couple hours together. My name is Susie Jones, and again, Gerilyn Steele. This is Steele Talking. It's her show every Sunday night from 7 to 11 p.m. And before we get to the end of the show, we want to take a minute and talk to you a little bit about this weather because apparently, Jonathan, there's a couple different waves coming through. And uh, this first one is right now, it's still kind of snowing sideways out there. So what can you tell us about what we can expect and what are the next couple of days going to look like? Because particularly, I think people wondering about that morning commute tomorrow. Yeah, the morning commute is going to be messy. Um, I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, right now, what, what's happening is looks like it looks like we have a wave 
of low pressure coming through with a cold front attached and it's not going to be an Arctic blast like we've seen in at a couple of points earlier this winter, but it will, it's basically kicking off this wave of moisture, this, this turbulence that's coming through. And so because of that, we're seeing the snow falling from this area now east and northeastward toward uh, northwest Wisconsin, Lake Superior, the UP of Michigan, and it's continuing to move off toward the northeast now, what we're seeing here in the Twin Cities, unfortunately, most of this snow appears to have passed us as we look at uh, the current radar. But it looks like there is some backbuilding of this snow line from the Twin Cities southwestward just to the just toward just the north of Mankato, just north okay. of Mankato, and it's continuing to rebuild upon itself and now train over the Twin Cities area. So that's where we're seeing a little bit more of this moisture falling. It does appear that there is snow as you head up toward Hinkley. Uh, St. Cloud, it looks like they're getting a little bit more light snow. And that's why some of this, we, we this this could die down and subside a little bit sooner than 11 o'clock tomorrow. And we might be out of the the advisory early. Okay, But for right now, uh, basically what's happening is the moisture is continuing to train over itself. It's it's left parts of the area, left parts of the, the east-central Minnesota and southeast Minnesota where it fell earlier. But we're just in a line and looking at uh, – we have Channel 4 on right now, our sister station, and it looks like there's a line of snow from the Twin Cities south toward Bell Plain and then again back toward Mankato. It might fill in a little bit more as we go through the overnight, but right now we're looking at a couple inches, maybe three inches or a mm. little bit more, uh, and tomorrow morning is going to be a mess on the roads. Okay, very good. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on it, but no indication, Jonathan, that this is any kind of several inches like the last big snow we had. It doesn't look like this. So it's not going to be as bad as, as what we had a couple weeks ago for this round. We don't know about the next round. Really? Yeah, the next so and 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 part of this is that the temperatures this week as opposed to a couple of weeks ago are a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. So the snow is heavier and wetter than it was a couple of weeks ago when it was drier, lighter, more powdery and it really piled up quickly. Yeah. So we might not have as much in the way of a pile up but as far as moisture and, again, staying around that freezing level, you know, looking at the temperatures, we're going to hover between 35, 36, and 32 mm. on the high end and the low end, respectively. And so that's where you could get some of these patches of snow that compact, turn into ice, freeze over, these, mm. these puddles that freeze over. So that's why we're saying you got to be careful. you got to be cautious about this because yeah, it's it's – even though the the dynamics are a little bit different than a couple weeks ago, the results can easily be the same. Yeah. Slick roadways, icy patches, overpasses, and, and going over lakes, be very careful with that er- those areas. You just got to be a little bit slower on the roads. We had a texter earlier this evening say, uh, two inches of heart attack snow in Wasika, still snowing. Go team Susie and Jonathan. So thanks for that. Well, thank you for that. But, yeah, but that but is that this is the kind of snow that's going to be tough and that and you know we haven't really had this I don't I don't remember was that big several inch thing was that lighter snow That or was li- that was lighter snow. Yeah. Um it yeah. was 
the the, the, the only, really the the best thing about it, if uh, unless you are a skier or a snow lover, uh, the best thing about it, if you are none of those things, is that it wasn't as heavy as this round is going to be. So it's not. It wasn't. And, and the the listener really put it well. This is more of a quote unquote heart attack snow. It's going to be easier to, or I'm sorry, uh, less easy to move. Mm-hmm. It's going to be less easy to get out of the way. It's going to be uh, a heavier toll on your body when you're shoveling it. So the a couple weeks ago, it wasn't that way. It was lighter. You can move it easier. You could get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. You could more push it than have to lift it and and throw it away. So it just be advised with this one. It's a different snowstorm, but again. Anytime you have a snowfall and a, and a fairly significant one, you're going to have issues one way or the other. Yeah. All right, let's take a final break, and then we'll come back and wrap up the big show. Thank you. And we're just about done with this big show, the Steel Talking Show. Gerilyn Steele is the regular host. I'm Susie Jones. Been filling in tonight. Had a chance a couple weeks ago. We're wishing Gerilyn well and a quick return. And as we near the end of the show, Jonathan had a couple of quick sports notes to pass along, different games that he's watching. Yes. And he wants to tell you about who won and who lost. Yes. Um, congratulations to uh, St. Thomas. The men's basketball team has now moved on to the semifinals of the Summit League tournament. They won tonight over... Um, I'm trying to find the the team that they beat. All right, uh, Western Illinois. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Western Illinois is who they beat tonight mm-hmm. uh, with a second half surge, and so now they will face uh, the undefeated uh, team champ, uh, uh, regular season champs from the Summit League, uh, which will be Oral Roberts. Uh, Oral Roberts, 18 and 0 in the league this year. Uh, this was a tournament. This was a team, a program that went to the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago and made it to the Sweet 16. So this, and they have a couple of members from that team on this team. So uh, good win for St. Thomas. 67-60 was the final night over Western Illinois. Again, they will play in the semifinals of the Summit League tournament tomorrow against Oral Roberts. Uh, also, the Division II men's bracket is now complete. For the uh, NCAA tournament, and again, Division Two, the Northern Sun teams in that section, Minnesota Duluth also in the men's section. They're going to host the women's because of the number one seed in the north central portion of the country. Uh, the men's team is the sixth seed in the men's tournament, and they will take on Central Oklahoma coming up on the 11th, which is Saturday. Uh, Northern State is the second seed in this uh, region. They will take on Emporia State on Saturday, and the uh, four seed is Minnesota State Moorhead. They will take on Southern Nazarene on Saturday as well. So, again, Minnesota Moorhead, Northern State, and Minnesota Duluth. Congratulations on making it from the Northern Sun to the NCAA Men's Tournament, uh, along with all the other local teams and, and regional teams that have made it. We'll continue next week. Next Saturday is going to be big day. Uh, championship Saturday across most of Division I college, men's college basketball a lot of conference championships. The Big Ten tournament will be underway. It'll be in the semifinals by Saturday. Mm-hmm. Finals next Sunday. So a lot of hoop, and that makes my heart a lot of happy. I bet it does. Hey, now, were the Oscars on tonight? Am no, I... they're next week. Next we, Sunday. We, we were talking about that before the show. We decided next week is when they're going to be on. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of the Oscars, 
I did sit down. I forgot this was on last night. I did sit down today before I came in today, and I watched Chris Rock's comedy special that he did last night on Netflix, live on Netflix. It's quite interesting. Is it? Yes. Does he address the slap? He addresses it at the end. So you got to watch it all the way through. Don't fast forward to the end. It's it's a funny show throughout. But How long is it? It's it's an hour. It's about okay. an hour, a little mm-hmm. over an hour. And uh, he does address this in totality at the end of the special. Is there anything you learned from it that you didn't know before about the slap? Um, a little bit. Uh, I, I probably could have Googled it and found out about it, but um, he – Mr. Rock addresses this as well in a way that only Chris Rock can. Mm. So it's I, I think it's interesting. I think it was an interesting show. Was it last year? Yes, it was a it was a year ago. I think it was this week. It was yeah. a year ago this week. And so he took he took his time. He did not go on any talk shows. He did not go on any different uh outlets. He didn't do anything in his comedy act up to this point. He wanted to save it for now, and he saved it for now, and he let it out. And people have been talking about it today on the on the national news outlets. But um, it's a, it's an inter- interesting watch. Who's the? Do you know who the host is of the Oscars next Sunday? I think I saw it was Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, okay, very good. So I wonder if that'll. I imagine somebody will say something about it. I. The, if they don't address it, I will be stunned. Yeah. If they don't address it, I'll be stunned. I don't know how much they'll go into it. I, I don't know how tasteful or classy or crass they'll <laughs> be about it. Mm-hmm. But I would be. I I would think that Kimmel would do this in his opening monologue. Yeah. For the show. Have you seen many or any of the nominated films? Yes, because most of them were SAG nominees, so right. I saw most of them. There were a couple. Oscar films that I had not seen that were not SAG nominees, but most of them I have I have seen. I uh, I think the the favorites for the Oscars are the ones that won the SAG awards. Um, I think those are going to be your favorites. Did to you win the see Oscars. everything all at once? Yes, I did. Did you like it? I did. It was it was quirky. I did vote for I didn't vote for for best for best ensemble for best picture mm-hmm. on the in the SAGs. But it was quirky. I did vote for um, Kihi Kwan for Best Supporting Actor. I did vote for Stephanie Hsu in for uh, same movie for the for the um, Best Supporting Actor. She didn't get it, but Jamie Lee Curtis did in the same film. Oh, so it was. It was I've a, not seen it. I've heard it's. It is very intriguing. Whimsical. It's, it's sort of fantastical. Wh- yes, there's a lot of whimsy, fantasy sci-fi martial arts <laughs> wow. it's 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 got a lot of things packed into one film well i have been remiss i have not done very well at all at catching the movies and generally i try to but i was just talking to my mom about it today that you know maybe after the oscars are on then a lot of the theaters do um Put those movies back in circulation. They've been they've been kind of hit or miss. I did get to see Wakanda Forever in the theaters, but and there were other ones that were. This was uh, the last weekend of a week of February. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a lot of those running at, at a few different theaters up until like Thursday of that week, and okay. then those took a break. They are going to show some of these again. I was again looking at movie times. Looks like most of them they're going to show at the end of March. 
like oh. you said, come come back for a little while at the end of March and sure. then go away. Um, but yeah, there were there was a run up to some of these award shows showing some of these things in theaters. I saw Banshee of Insurance. Banshees of Insurance, yep. And I saw Babylon. Babylon was cuckoo loony. <laughs> it was. It was I, too I, much. I will say this. I, I appreciate Did you watch it? I, I watched yeah, I watched both of them. I appreciate the the effort that the artists and, and the the directors and all of them put into the craft. If there were two movies that I said, okay, I watched them. If I need, don't ever need to watch them again, I'll pass. It was probably those two, Banshees of Insurance and Babylon. Very good. That's yeah. that's our, our Siskel and Ebert for you here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. It was a good job tonight. I think we, we had a lot of fun. We drove the car and put it in put it in the garage. Very good. And be safe out there. It's still snowing to beat the band outside. Keep it right here to WCCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.